When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch, the podcast that explores the unexplained with humor and curiosity. Welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch, here with my pal and co-host Irene <laughs> Bremis. We're getting right into it. As a matter of fact, you've joined right us it. mid-conversation. We are joined today by comedian... John Fugelsang. Nice. Did I get that right? Very nice. Fugelsang. I know. It's it's Danish, right? Yes, it is. It's, is it? Uh, yes, because I've studied you. I've studied your entire why, dossier. Thank you. Thank um, you. Okay, so, <laughs> so John, John is a comedian. He uh, he has his own show on Sirius XM called Tell Me Everything on Nightly. Or on demand, as I find out people can do now, because I'm, <laughs> I'm old. I'm an old-fashioned gal. Um, he's also you've you've seen him on. Well, he's been picketed by the Westboro Baptist Church. He says that's one of his crimes. He has been murdered on CSI. That's right. So, Recognized. Yes. There you go. Those are the most fun credits. Um, <laughs> and he's a, he's an old buddy of Irene here too. Yes. Yes. And then we found out he happens to have a few woo-woo stories, which. In a turn of events that we haven't done yet, we don't know the story this we time. We do not. Now, Both in of the us. past, John, I've known the story, and yep. then we've like surprised Irene with mm-hmm. it and gotten her mm. natural reactions. But in this story's story, wow, this plural, is great. We won't We're know. Both oblivious. So we don't know if this yeah. is going to blow our minds or be like, huh. We don't know. But wow. either way, we're happy that you're here. And you're sharing your story. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Thank you. That I'm glad my stories have a chance to disappoint both of you in real time. <laughs> this is good. Well, we're very grateful that you're joining us. Thank you. Um, especially because I heard one of your stories is about a topic we haven't yet explored here on Woo Woo, and you're gonna we're gonna leave a little suspense. It's on a that virgin one. topic. I it do is. like it. It is. Yeah. So um now we were just talking when you caught us. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we were chatting. Talking about- we were talking because John was happening to mention a little bit of his background that I had no idea. Very interesting. John, will you tell us what you were saying about your parents? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's, you don't it's, mind, it's, it's it's nice to be here. Uh, and by the way, uh, Rachel, let me thank you for your performance in Spider Man. Uh, it's my favorite film oh. of the year. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, thank you. I live with an eleven-year-old, and I've seen that movie oh, yeah. nineteen times. So, oh, yeah. um, so, and it really is my favorite oh, movie yeah. of the year. Um, oh my gosh. 
Thank he, you. It's great cinema. It's great cinema. So you yeah. know what's funny? They kind of they kind of drew that character to look like me a little bit. Well, in the in the hands of a lesser artist, it would have just been a, a one note comedic performance. But you put a lot of you put a lot of pathos into that scene, and I really loved it. Oh, it sets up the thank whole. You. That scene sets up the entire character of Miles. So well done. <gasps> thank you. I'm gonna. Put that's that right, as a sweetie. He knows how to pay a compliment. Cat. I'll tell you. Uh, it's part of being. It's yes, part of being really a charming. It's, it's all part of being. A, uh, I'm a charming sociopath, Irene. Yeah, I have to pay yes, exactly. I was going to say easy now. Satan was charming too. That's so what was I'm uh, here for. Jeffrey yes. Dahmer. Yes, that's right. Okay. That's right. Very okay. So my 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 mother oh, yeah. my mother was a a nun. My mom uh, went into the convent right Whoa. out of high school. Her prom, her prom date proposed to her, and she said, no, I'm already engaged to someone else. Are when it, you serious? Oh, very much so, Oh, yes. very serious. Yes. I've oh, never yes. heard a story like this. Okay, Sometimes already, already you've, you've, you've see, earned see, your weight I'm glad I didn't gold. tell you about this story. It doesn't story. matter if your woo-woo stories are yeah. horrible. Okay, go ahead. Well, go so ahead. The, 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 con- the convent put my mother through uh, nursing school, and oh, then wow. they sent her off to Brooklyn, where my dad lived. My father was a Franciscan brother in the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. He was a school teacher. He was a history teacher to Catholic Whoa. Buddhists. And he wore the, the brown robes <gasps> and the belt, and he was among the people like the lost Jedi of Flatbush. And <laughs> my father, the brother, met my mother, the sister, when he was sick with <laughs> tuberculosis and went to Holy Family Hospital while my mom was stationed in Brooklyn. And he had already promised his God, that he would never fall in love with a woman, but by all accounts fell instantly, madly, desperately, passionately in love for life with this quiet nun with a Southern accent that he had promised God he would never want. So they became friends. He carried a torch for 10 years, and then the convent sent her to Africa to work with lepers in the jungles of Malawi. Yes, it still exists. It still exists. And then my dad would write my mother long letters every week. Years go by, and eventually she came back to, to the States. My dad borrowed a car and drove eight hours to find the hospital where she was working an overnight shift. He found her, and they talked until the sun came up, and then he told her he was in love and always had been. Wow. And she threw him out of the hospital saying, you have no right, you have no right. Look, I'm wearing a nun's habit. You can't say this to me. But he had he had gotten through to her, and eventually uh, she went back to Africa. But she, she finally wrote a letter to the Vatican asking to be sent home after her father died, and the convent sent her back to Virginia. My dad then went down to see her again, and this time proposed to her, and she wow. said yes, and she left the convent, and they were married Two months later, it was a first love and a second marriage for them both. So they settled on the Isle of Long and tried to raise us to be progressive, free-thinking Catholics. And that's why I'm a comedian, because I can never afford the therapy I so deeply require. So that's my whole backstory right there. That's incredible. Wow, (laughs) that is amazing. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. So, did your parents remain religious after oh, that? Or oh yeah, they they were oh, no yeah. longer married. They, were still... they weren't married to Jesus anymore, but he got heavy visitation they rights at our house. Her. Yeah, I don't claim to be a Christian, but I know the Bible very well, and so you my do. my hobby has been thumping Bible thumpers with the Bible because oh. <laughs> the louder they brag about it, the less they've read it. That is one thing I can tell you I've learned. Ooh. Jesus taught me to call out right-wing, hypocrite, douchebag uh-huh. religious people. So I'm just following his example. You're very good at that. You did help me through some troubling times with your yeah. 
insightful, oh. funny tweets back you, in the day. Yeah, you've I mean, helped me through m- the two of you have helped yeah. me through many, many times in the past. Oh, Thank you gosh. for being funny and brilliant and for lowering your uh, standards enough to have me here. Thank you. No, come on. Now <laughs> wait, Stop no, it, you, John. you and Irene go way back oh, right? yes. in comedy well, in comedy land. Oh, How wait. did you guys first Well, let me tell you something. I considered John giving me like my first big break in really? showbiz. What? Really? Jazz hands. Because oh, you were you were on Seriously, his show. Host co hosting. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Frank Conniff suggested and we know Frank and Frank is anything but woo woo. I just want to preface this. Mm. In fact, he every time you mention the word woo woo, he does. He does. He just doesn't believe in any. He doesn't believe in. He does. He's not even a skeptic. He's a hardcore. It's dead to him. Anyway, but I went on John's show and it was such a brilliant show and it was so much fun. And John was very complimentary. So I mostly came for the compliments. And the fact that you believed in astrology was also. I didn't say I believe in astrology, but I, sure I, you didn't. I, I say that astrology has the same success rate as all the other world's great religions. That's what I said. Your, ah. your horoscope is usually ah. right about as much as your priest is right. But I, I live with a woman from California and I lived in L.A. for a dozen years. So it's ah. it's hard not to be. I can talk not about it. Right. Because Charmy, Charmy's kind of into that, right? Charmy is his very wife. She's wonderful. That. Very She's into that. very into that. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Well, Irene and I are kind of woo-woo curious. That's how we got into this yeah. whole. Because we've heard some crazy stories. We thought it'd be fun to talk about. And we have we have some that are really blow our minds and some <laughs> that we're like, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. this is not real. Okay. Yes. So, but wait, so you guys. You so guys we met are, We met on his show and then we've been uh, together ever since. That's it. Like uh, we've remained friends because he's uh, one of the coolest i really do love you john honestly oh, thank kidding you. aside i mean you're one of the smartest the no, funniest no, the most no, awesome no. guys yes you are no, stop no, no. just and by the way we do, we do like Take to it, flatter bitch. we do like to flatter i guess but it's always sincere i, yes. I find when thank i go you. back and listen i really like what i like this though I tell people like the great things about them, but it's mm-hmm. completely genuine. It is no, that's genuine. me too. Just part of yeah. Honestly, I love that. I'm so I'm mm-hmm. so sick of all the negativity. The nice thing about mm-hmm. doing your own show is you can book your own guests. You know, I've had to interview so many people I don't respect in my life working in television, but it's amazing mm-hmm. to only be able to be effusively full of praise for someone when you really yeah. mean it. It's a really really good feeling. Okay, so John, what is your like? relationship with the land of woo-woo. Like, you're, oh, you're not that into uh, yeah. airy-fairy. Well, I or, think you're open-minded, though. I'm very open-minded, right? yeah. John yeah. is open-minded. I mean, Absolutely. look, Hamlet said there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. So I've always been trying to, to be uh, a very open-minded skeptic. You know, I, yeah. I because of my background with organized religion. Uh, exactly. I'm very skeptical of people. Uh, I'm very skeptical of people with claims of divine magical stuff. But exactly. like most of us, I want to believe. I'd love to believe. So I have I have a, 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 a one story of a supernatural nature and one story of an extraterrestrial nature. But, Ooh. you know, for me, I just I, I just believe there's more out there than we're ever going to know in this life. Ooh. Our, we use such a small part of our brain and existence. Agreed. Existence is so much more complicated than our little monkey brains can ever understand. So, Absolutely. Um, I, I, the experiences I've had have made me, I'm not going to say I believe in ghosts or I believe in UFOs. I will say that I have seen and experienced things I can't explain in different parts of the world that have opened my mind up and made me very open to possibilities. How's that? Right. Uh, 
can open I run, to can possibilities. I, can I run a cult with that yeah. kind of rap? Can I can I start yeah. a cult with that? Kind you of definitely stuff? could. And on that note, let's segue into your story, no, first sweetie. Of all, well, I don't know which one you want to tell first. What do you think? Uh, I can do either. Aliens or ghosts, whatever you like. Um, I, I want to start with aliens. A, we haven't had an alien story, which I was intrigued by. So yeah, I'd love to and, talk about it. Definitely. Okay. Um, yeah. My brother. My younger brother Paul was—he's—he um, uh, he was uh, the the good Catholic. He was the altar boy. Uh, then he became Buddhist, so now he's he's emptier than now, I guess. But at one point <laughs> years ago, he went after college to go work with um, working street children in one of the poorest towns in the deserts of Peru, in Tacna, Peru. And he worked with kids who shine shoes for a living, and you know, kids who don't go to school. Just an incredible. He he was going to go with the uh, Peace Corps, but he thought they were too. Uh, political, so he went with the church. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's in South America for two years, and he writes me and he tells me how he's gone up top to the mountain in the Andes late at night, and the locals in the town know if you go up to the top of the mountain late at night, you will see lights do things that can't be explained. And he's talked to university professors in Peru who've said they're certain that it's aliens and they've had experiences and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's that's great. I'm glad you're getting good peyote there and your volunteer thing for two years and you're mm-hmm. hallucinating. Great. <laughs> so I, eventually I go down to visit. I spent 10 days in the desert with him. And he kept saying to my girlfriend and me, but now my, my wife, Charmian, uh, you got to come up to the top of the mountain and see the lights. So finally, one of our last nights, we... We do this incredibly dangerous drive in the desert, in the dark, up the side of a mountain. There are no railings on the oh side of this road. Gosh. And there are Scary. there are no artificial lights on this mountain road. <gasps> like like the Amalfi Coast kind of So uh, but terrifying. In the no. Yeah, and we're terrifying. in the desert. Oh my and God. Okay. we get up to the top and we and again, complete sobriety. I cannot stress that enough. I, I was thinking complete that complete yes. sobriety, not even a beer, nothing. Okay. And in the distance. I saw lights that changed speed, color, and direction in ways I can't explain. For the first hour, I kept saying, those are helicopters. They're helicopters. Look, they're going up, they're going down. It's helicopters. And as time went by, I could not explain what these lights were, why at times they were moving in unison, why they would stand still or change speed or change direction or pattern. And after like an hour or so of this, I had to just accept, I have no idea what it is I'm seeing. I've never seen something like this that I can't tell you what I'm looking at. And it was honestly the most peaceful thing I've ever experienced. Because it was like, oh, that's it. I'm never going to know. Okay, universe, you've told me. There is so much more out there than I will ever be able to comprehend. I have no idea what this phenomenon is. But I accept it. And, And realizing that we as humans know nothing was so comforting for me. I didn't have any more doubt or worry. I'm just like, oh, I am an ant. I do not understand these things happening around me. And that's okay. And honestly, I laid back and I looked up at the Southern Hemisphere stars, which I had never looked at before. After a while, I I stopped looking at the lights because it was kind of comforting in a way. And in the years since then, I came back and like my management made me promise to never tell the story. They, they said, don't ever talk about this. Uh, Until and, now. Uh, yeah, well, for, because you, you, you could sound like a kook, but I will say I have <laughs> seen videos on YouTube that are exactly what I talked about, the same kind mm. of lights. And uh, I didn't see any craft, didn't see any aliens, but I, I saw something I can't explain. And among the UFO people I've talked to in the years since, I, I can't claim that they were 
from outer space because a lot of people believe that these may be interdimensional beings that come mm -hmm. through space. That was what the fourth Indiana Jones movie was about. Uh, and there's also people who believe that they are us from the future. Right from the future. And that yes, we've come back that. for something. That's I don't know. Right. I don't know what. I mean, quaaludes. Maybe they they picked the wrong decade, but come back and, yeah. you know, what can't you get anymore? I mean, VHS tapes and quaaludes. Maybe they came back for that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, um, you know, the UFO communities. A lot of colorful characters. I'm very, very shy about about that because it gets kind of ridiculous at times. But um, that's that was my experience. It wasn't anything fantastic, but it was enough to make me open-minded for the rest of my life. Right. Well, this this Wait, is so amazing. And, you know, I think more people are becoming uh, open to the possibilities of extraterrestrials and UFOs because they're having like actual there was a, a hearing about it. Not the government, that long ago. the government the admitted government, it. Exactly, not I mean, just They admitted that. How exactly. fucked up is the world? How yeah, fucked up is the world absolutely. that the government comes out and says, oh, by the way, there's yeah. UFOs. We have pictures of it. We know the military backs mm -hmm. this up. And we cared about it for like two hours and then moved on to Kim and Kanye. Like, I mean, exactly. Like, oh, Will and Jada did something now. I mean, there was a, a, a representative testifying to that hearing that, who actually right. said under oath, that the U.S. government has in their possession parts of alien a spacecraft. Extraterrestrial craft, that's and, right. That's and, not human, and, and organic matter and, mm -hmm. and the corpses of things that are not human. This was mm -hmm. said under oath in our Capitol, yep. and no exactly. one did anything about it. And, and right. so my wife turns to me and she goes, my wife turns to me and says, what if the U.S. government is coming out with all this UFO talk now because some of the boxes Trump stole were actually state secrets about this that he wanted to sell. And that's mm -hmm. why the government's trying to get ahead of it by revealing Whoa. randomly wow. for go. no Whoa. reason, out of nowhere. For no reason, out of nowhere, out and, of thin, out Whoa. of the ether. And that's I said right. to her, that's ridiculous, honey. You're talking nonsense. And then I lay what awake in a panic staring at the ceiling for the rest <laughs> of the night. Yeah, wow. it's not ridiculous. That's, I mean, I can't believe how a, much gaslighting there was going on. I mean, those Navy SEALs that all the people that th these these complaints and they're always told, like your manager said, do not say anything yeah. at, the, at the risk of sounding like a kook. This could, you know, have some a devastating effect on your career or what you're yeah. trying to pursue. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, wow. great. Another devastating effect on my career. I'll take it. <laughs> but, uh, but what scares me the most is uh, not that there are UFOs, but that the government just decided for some reason now was the time to soft That's roll this out and wow. and they have rolled it out and like nobody cared nobody yeah. cared like like mm -hmm. zima got made more news than this like no one cares about it but our government zima for reference. some reason has rolled it out and let us know wow it's incredible Wait, i have more questions about the actual sighting that yeah you please please like was it first of all what year was this this that was you were there? 1998 I was oh, very okay. young. Okay, so it was a long time ago. Yeah, I was very, very um, young so, and very sober. So you weren't carrying around an iPhone or anything like there that. Were, for no, this. no phones. Uh, but, but I, I can, you know, there are, there are, there are YouTube videos shot with phones that are exactly right. like oh, no, what I, I saw. Oh no, I just didn't know if this mm -hmm. was like. But yeah, very recent. no, I so, tried, I tried taking, I, was... I tried taking photos with my camera, but it was too dark at night. Oh yeah. Right. No, but then I was also wondering, like, how you said you saw these lights, like, were they little, like, how, how big did the lights look, like, were they little, like? 
A little light like in the, the size sky. Of a star, the size of, of like, like a star, an airplane. I like I said for the first okay. hour, I kept telling my brother, those are helicopters in the distance. That's all that is. Like it just looked like right. a little light from a craft until I noticed they changed movement. They changed I was just speed, gonna ask about direction. the movement and yeah. yeah. The speed and it always comes down to movement. Like when you read about a UFO story, it's always like they hover for it a while. It goes back yeah. to that Brady yeah. Bunch episode <laughs> where Greg faked the UFOs. He sure did. With that's, his light and his little whistle. UFOs. That's that's it. Greg but faked a, imprinted. I mean Greg faked a perm too. This was the seventies. There was a lot of this going <laughs> yes. around. Yeah. Also that's my second Brady Bunch reference of this we, we never get tired okay. of the Brady so, Bunch sorry. references. Wait, but you were the, about so to the say. velocity of it is like it hovers and then it changes movement suddenly and in this crazy warp speed. Yes. Which is inexplicable. Now, how long did, were they hovering or, move, or did you see this movement? Honestly, they were still there when I left. I watched for a wow. couple of hours and I'm like, I've got to drive down a dangerous mountaintop. I mean, like, <laughs> oh seriously, like it, it, I don't, this is the wrong way to describe it, but it kind of felt mundane after a while. It's like, oh, right. wow. there's there's the lights I can't explain in the sky. Right. Wow. That's and, right. And again, my brother had been telling me about this for a year, hyping about it. Wow. And it's always possible it was some military installation they haven't told us about right. or something. But, right. you know, 25 years, and I've still, the only place I've seen anything like this is YouTube UFO videos. Wow, that's interesting. I have another question. Yeah. Did you ever look up like this particular area, like later on in life? Did you ever Google like, yes. see, is this is this a place where people it see is. things? It is, yeah. Yeah? It is. Oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. Whoa. And wow. what's the town called or what's... The town is called Takna. Or... It's called uh, okay. Takna yeah. and it's w- far away from Lima. It's out in the desert. It's, it's a very poor place. Um, okay. And it's interesting though, you know, even here around the world, these sightings tend to happen in places with a Desert lot of poverty sea. and rural areas and places where there's not a ton of cameras. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Well, that maybe, is interesting. Maybe because the lights, the sky is darker there. I think the there's more see space also. We can't and, even see the sky here. Yeah, that's true. A single tear. Sh- I mean, we could face. have, um, you know, flying saucers in L.A. No one's going to see them. I mean, I can tell you my anal probe story, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't an alien. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that guy, oh, talked, to, oh, yeah. guy talked a really talked good game. A good game. But... Yeah, oh, he wasn't. He had lights. He, was, he had uh... flashing lights with him. Oh, <laughs> wow. I mean, it just, it just, it, it turned me into a believer. And a year later, yeah. I, was in, I was in London and I met uh, Uri Geller, the, the mystic oh, who makes like the- you did? Yeah, he what? makes the what? spoon spend. I was doing a talk show and he came on my no. show and he invited me to come out to his mansion estate in the countryside. So I went out. This is what? the guy who, who bends spoons, Wait a minute. Right? Number, please. We just uncovered a woo-woo. Uh, Addendum. Okay, go oh, yeah. on. <laughs> and while I was at Uri Geller's house, he showed he had been good friends with John Lennon, and and John claimed that he saw an alien spacecraft once, and he 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 gave this little. He said the aliens gave him a little gold ball, and he gave it to Uri Geller, and Uri gave it. Okay. Let me hold it, and so I actually held John Lennon's alien ball in my hand. But I'll, I'll tell you another story. Then I, I got to one what? time. We need still more process, about the alien ball. No, I, I, I have an even, even, even better oh, celebrity okay. story. Even better celebrity story. I don't think she'll mind if I share this. I once uh, had a, a very nice phone conversation with Shirley MacLaine. 
And she. Ooh, we love Shirley on the so show. Are we ready for okay. woo woo? Are we ready yes. for the woo woo thing? Oh, well, we are. Shirley told me this story, and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing it. But well, if in she does, the, we can cut it out. But in the continue. 60s, she was at a party in LA on Mulholland somewhere, and oh the Reagans came. Ronald and Nancy came. Okay. And the All Reagans right. claimed, they oh told this to Shirley's face, that they saw a UFO of some kind in the air on Mulholland above Valet, and they wow. swore to everyone at the party they had just seen this and they could not explain it. Now, Jimmy Carter came out and talked about his experiencing a UFO. The Reagans never did, but Shirley exactly. swore to me that both the Reagans said this happened right. to them. That's when he was an actor and he was open, and then he became a president and concealed it. It might have been. It might have been when he was security. It might have even been when he was a governor. I'm not sure if it was when he was in the governor's office or not. But uh, I'll have to ask Shirley. Did they? Did they say? Did she say like they got to the party and they had just seen it? They had just seen it. They said they had just seen it on the way. They walked in. They're like, oh my gosh, we just saw a UFO. Yeah, they told everyone at the party they had seen it, and then they never mentioned it again. And they never mentioned it again. Wow. Ah, uh, I do believe wait, there's something I else out hear, there. Wait, you were at a party? Yeah. You were at a party? Sh- you, yeah. Wait, how did you it was know a, Shirley? It was a, uh, Shirley called me on the phone one time. We just had a, I never met her, but she saw me on Bill Maher and liked me and gave what? me a phone call. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> wow. Doesn't everybody get a phone oh call from God. Shirley? So uh, another guest we had, Chad, had a, had a, was worked with Shirley, and he told us some She's some amazing. Tales She's, a, I, I love her. She's in her 90s he said now. She pre- Go ahead. He said mm. she, in 2002, she warned him about... Flooding and climate change. Well, and that New York was going to, I mean, like a lot of the stuff. She, she also thought that her dog was the reincarnation <laughs> no, of her no, sister. Though. That oh. That's where we kind of stepped off. But she, <laughs> but she does seem to have a lot of wisdom. Did you guys talk about other woo-woo things? With, with Shirley? Just, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. But a lot of it was like, you know, Oprah woo-woo, like manifesting and stuff like that. Oh, you know, we, right. she, we talked about we, we talked about spirituality and God and Krishna and oh. Jesus and God consciousness and all that kind of stuff. Oh there are gosh. different there are different kinds of woo woos. That is true. Like oh, yeah. there's manifesting Oprah woo woo. You're absolutely right. And That's then there's the kind the of kind of yeah. Spiritual. And then, yeah. Um, he's yeah. woo about all of it though. I think you know it's not just he, he hates all woo woo. <laughs> I know he does. But I mean, yeah. There's Bigfoot woo woo. There's Loch Ness monster woo woo. Alien oh, yeah. woo woo. Yes. You know there's the so se- many topics. The secret. I mean, you know the and I, secret. Yeah. The secret. I got into the secret back when it first came out. But I, 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 but I, I love all of this. I mean, look, I think there's there's always a, a bit of truth, even scientific truth around all of this. I'm not going to come out and but say that right. like horoscopes are science, but to me, anything that gets people talking about the patterns and habits they keep repeating and makes them more mm-hmm. aware of themselves, I think astrology- and the possibilities. Yeah, mm-hmm. astrology has a, a great purpose. And the secret as well. You know what? Like deciding what you specifically want and writing three pages every day, like, yeah, this stuff really does work. So there's always ha- a germ of truth and science uh, and, and integrity to all of this stuff. That's true. I do I- believe that. Every so often I think I need that little reminder of like, you have to think about what you actually want and be really specific about it. That's yeah. right. Otherwise you're just kind of floating through. That's all it know? is. And I believe all that stuff, that manifesting and your intentions. I mean, this is what actors and artists do all the time. The secret but, to But getting... you have to be specific. It, yes. it, it has to be, the specificity is very important. And also- Correct. Wait, I have a question, but if I may go back, because I want to leave no woo-woo untapped. The- Uri, or how do you say it? Uri, Uri, Uri Geller? Uri Geller. Uri. The ball. Um, so when you were with him, was there any, like, what came up besides a golden alien ball? You're like, well, yes, here, I want more the than thing, the like, like, <laughs> I need more. No, the, I mean, the most convincing thing, the most convincing thing about him was, was I, I saw him bend a spoon when he came on my TV show. I don't really care about that. Yeah, like, how do we believe that? Wait, hold not? on. I do. 
what but, could, like, but the perceive. Do we believe that? Here's yeah. what convinced I mean, me about Uri. I find Uri. it very hard to believe. Okay, yes. Here's what convinced me. Uh, his estate is sprawling. He lived not far from where George Harrison's estate was. And Uri made his money, makes money, because he can find where there's oil in the ground. And they like the don't pendulum. know why. He has made so much money from telling rich, evil companies where to drill. Are you kidding me? No, no. He didn't He didn't get a mansion in the English countryside by doing tricks with spoons at parties. No, he's got some kind of power, some kind of abilities. And yeah, there's a showmanship level to all of it, right? There's some rock and roll jive to all of this. But the guy specific, I mean, and... and uh, piercingly intelligent, and a lot of it can be con man stuff. I, I understand how all that works, um, mm. but I'm I'm fascinated by psychics too. I've I've had psychics on my show because I find all of that fascinating. They have an easier time faking their way through, but this guy's <laughs> wealth this guy's wealth came from his magical powers. That convinced wow. me more than Whoa. anything he did. And, and who is he working with? Like who is actually asking him to find oil? I'm sorry. I'm I'm not sure who's doing it right now. This is years doing, ago. But he's but, never yeah. been. Ro- I mean, this is incredible. So he has the ability to just tap into oil. That's insane. He was a big celebrity in the in the wow. 70s for doing all this metaphysical stuff, and he hung he hung with Lennon, who was you know very very into this. I mean, John Lennon was uh, not a follower of any religion, but like he he was a spiritual seeker, just like George Harrison was. He was very open minded about a lot of mm. it. And about by the, the way, spoon bending. By the way, in, want- in Nuremberg, Germany, 1561, Google this, they had a mass sighting, an entire town, all of Nuremberg, of UFOs having a what? fight in the sky. What? There was a. Uh- in 1561, Google Nuremberg 1561, like people, the whole city, April 14th, many men and women saw this aerial battle they said came out of the sun and a large black triangular object appeared in the sky. Hundreds of people told the same story. Wow, almost that's 500 like Armageddon. That's yeah. like Armageddon and we missed it, right? Like how did that happen? Almost 500 wow. years ago. But again, our, our government this year said they have mm-hmm. the parts and the remains of alien ships That's and right. alien beings. So I'm, we don't know anything. We know nothing, Jon Snow. It's absolutely true. Like <laughs> there's so much more to this life than we know. I couldn't agree more. But the uh, the spoon bending, um, like literally, you witnessed that, or were you joking? No, I, 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 I witnessed it. Yeah, I saw him do. I don't know how he did it. So he was just staring at a spoon. Walk us through it. I mean, they say it's a trick, right? They say there's a there's oh. a trick there, and he distracts the viewer while he physically oh. pressures the metal, so it looks like it's melting. But he's oh, okay. he creates a weak spot and, and and rubs it. But I mean, what I saw was was fascinating. And yeah, you know, it's it's a magic trick, but it's a magic. I was going to say it's magic. So Uri, it's not, it's- Uri claims to have paranormal powers, and uh, mm-hmm. he certainly was impressive to me. Again, it could all be a con. Uh, definitely, but I've tried over the years to try to, I mean, I saw Uri Geller bend a key on my show I did. This is for British VH1, and he literally bent a key. I still have no idea how he did it. Did you hand him the well, key? No, one of my crew did. But I mean, it, was, it wasn't his own key. It wasn't his own right. key. Okay, and he Ooh. bent it. I mean, yeah. this sounds like uh, magic. Sounds I mean, like witchcraft to me. Yes, well, it does sound like witchcraft. Speaking of, I've got the pendulum. No, uh, <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> so okay, what about what about your um oh ghost story psych- right ghost story yeah. yeah well so so um 
A couple years back, I was some company asked me to uh, when I got engaged years ago. Some some TV show in LA, some producer I know said would would me and my fiance agree to like do some California travel show where we go to the Queen Mary and take a helicopter ride to Catalina and just like you know show oh we're getting married and we're taking a trip and you know one of these things. And so I was like, yeah, I'm free this weekend. I'll take a free night. I'd never say to the Queen Mary. For those who don't know, the Queen Mary is a decommissioned luxury cruise liner from years past. Um, uh, that is docked in Long Beach in L.A., and you can go there. It's right near the the, uh, the L.A. Aquarium, and you can stay for a night on this docked cruise ship. And it's old-world charm, and it, you feel like you're on the Titanic, and it's great. So the night we were there, it's it's famously haunted, right? Like Ooh. You always hear the Queen—you can Google it—the Queen Mary is haunted. And there's a lot of places like this. The, the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel— where they had oh, the first ever Oscar. Yes, we talked about yes. that. Yes. That's mm-hmm. amazing. They say you can hear the ghost of Montgomery Clift working his lines <gasps> for career oh, to emerge. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, woo, we've got chills. We just oh, yeah. posted yeah. our episode. Okay. We have a whole Montgomery story, too, and it's not you got it, yeah. about. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're hitting all of our woo-woo buzzers. Okay, oh, we wow. have chills now. We had a... We had a Montgomery Cliff guest, and we had a Roosevelt Hotel guest. I, I'm so into Roosevelt Hotel lore, and I've stayed there many times, never saw a ghost, so I didn't really have any expectations. But we go there, we go on the ship, we talk to the crew, I'm telling jokes, you know, my fiance's pretending I'm funny. And then we we finally, at the end of the day, went to our stateroom, and mm-hmm. we're trying State to sleep, room. but but through they gave us a really nice room, because we're for there yeah. for a TV show to promote the yeah. place. And we're lying in bed, and then... We hear this sound, right? Uh Uh-oh, what sound? We hear this knocking from behind the walls. Oh, shit. And at first I think, all right, (laughs) it's it's pipes, right? But then we, we hear it again. And as the evening went on, we kept hearing these knocks. And I realized they were coming from different spots behind different walls. At first you think, oh, it's somebody getting it on in the next room or someone's having a temper. But no, just randomly you'd be watching TV. You just hear this knocking sound. And I... Knocked back on the door, but like, knocked back on the walls, but didn't hear anything back. And, and it, you know, you live in New York City apartments, you hear the pipes rattling and you just think, okay, there yeah. were all these weird discordant sounds with no pattern coming from different spots behind the wall. I didn't know what it was. And, and you know, we knew it was haunted. And I didn't know what to expect, but it kept getting louder. Like, we couldn't sleep at two in the morning. And finally, and this is all true, my, my wife will tell you this, I, I sat up and I said, look... I said, uh, we want to hear you. We want to see you. I'm open Ooh. to you. I, whatever whatever you want to say to us, we are here for you and want to hear it. I'm open. Talk to us. Tell us what you want us to know. We're here for you. And nothing happened. But the knocking sounds stopped for the rest of the night. And I didn't shout it loudly. Only my wife could hear me. And I just finally mm-hmm. said, like, tell us what you want to tell us, because we got to get up in the morning. We're working. Tell me. Like, for me, it's like, okay, you're a ghost. You're, you're bothering me. I'm not afraid of ghosts. Right. I'm not afraid of right. non-physical things. So I was like, tell me what it is. And then it stopped. The next day, we had to go talk to the ship's captain and do the paranormal question. And they told us that they had deliberately put us in the room on the Queen Mary that has reported the most paranormal activity in the history of the boat. But we didn't even tell them about the knocking until they told us this the next day. They didn't <gasps> tell us going into wow. it that we were in the haunted room. We just had Ooh. the, and when I went down and told the crew, and I, but we told it to multiple people and they all said the same thing. Oh, they put you in the haunted room. And all night long, all night long heard it. And again, 
like the UFOs, I found it so comforting because it's like, mm. I'm never going to know. I'm never right. going to understand it. I accept right. it. I am so glad to know there's more of reality than I can comprehend. And I right. find that comforting to this day. And by the right. way, well, the place okay. I live in now, uh -huh. this 100-year-old year place, is a nice old place. When we first moved here, this happened three times. We would go out and then come back, and all the cabinets in the kitchen would be okay. open. Okay, now you're scaring the shit happened out of me. three times in this house I'm in right now. <laughs> We'd come back, and all the kitchen cabinets were opened. So, I'm again... Not saying it's a ghost. I'm saying I'm... I'm well, well, how would you explain that? I'm sorry. You, you leave the house. That's scarier than the kid just complimenting somebody in the corner or a dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he just surpassed the dog ghost stuff here. Like, what do you, how do you explain that? Oh, Does somebody I, I, have the key to your apartment that they can no. walk in and open up all the cabinets in your kitchen or no, your apartment? I'm certain it's ghosts. I mean, my, my mom, you know... When I, when I was a kid, I, I got my friend's Ouija board and my mom was surprisingly into it for a nun. And she went up telling us, you know, my, my, mother, my mother wound up being a, a real believer. She went to a psychic on Long Island, uh, recorded the session. I found it very convincing when I was a teenager. And my mom was very open to the Ouija board, to all that kind of stuff, because she just believed that it's part of spirituality. It's part of science. We don't understand it, but it's still there. And my mother used to tell me stories about... Uh, how she was convinced my grandfather would leave single matches on the ground uh, in their house. She'd find a match on the ground that she didn't know how it got there. And she was convinced that my grandfather had done it. And to this day now, I've noticed several times, oh, there's just a matchstick on the ground. And that to me has always been a callback to my mom and her belief in the supernatural from many years ago. Right. Like a, like a nice remembrance. I mean, she doesn't smoke, so. No, no. Exactly. Yeah. No one had the matches. Okay. I yeah. listen, I'll be really honest and say that when you finished that uh, room in the uh, on the ship, I was like expecting for like the shining twins to show up at That's, the end of the I bed. I wish I had that. But but the the cabinets being open that that is something that actually viscerally scares me when I leave the kitchen sometimes at night and come back. What? I'm like, please don't let me see. You get the scared of the kitchen? Yeah. I'm just afraid because I've watched I'm a lot of horror I'm scared of water bugs. More than, that's my personal fear at living I'm in New York. I'm more scared of water bugs. I'm very I am scared of water so bugs. So with you, Dratch, I would I'm take like 10,000 ghosts. I would be haunted every night if I never saw another water bug in my yeah. life. Yeah, see, I'd be fine too. I'd be totally yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I, like to me, I read, I found I found the the, yeah. the kitchen cabinets all being opened. I found it comforting. That's, that's I, I, see, I, was I like, like this. This is a new. I, I like your because uh, you know what I've noticed. A lot of times you say that's scary. You say that a lot. Right. Like and you're scared of. Now I don't find it like scary, scary. Yeah. But I'm not saying that one is good well, or bad. You better, you better put on the lights tonight, sweetie. No, but what I mean is because you're gonna haunt me. <laughs> no, but what I mean is kitchen. I like this attitude that you find it comforting mm -hmm. because it shows you like you just kind of settle back, John, and you're like, I love okay, it. Okay, we don't that's know everything, it. and that's what I like about all this stuff too. I like the sort of like. Well, we think we know everything, but maybe we don't. And yeah. But I like that you've added the word comforting onto well, it. Honestly, yeah, right. honestly yeah. religion helped me get there comforting. because I learned yeah. with religion to uh, trust people who are seeking for the truth and mm. don't ever trust people who claim they have the <gasps> truth. Ooh. That's such a good quote. I oh, think, my I God, we, I love that. 
Wait, say that again. Trust people trust that are seeking, are the, seeking truth. the truth. Seeking don't the truth. And don't trust ever people. trust those who say they have the they truth. They have the truth. That is a. That's, that's amazing. Wait, did you make that did you up make or did somebody up? else? Is that I mean, somebody I'm, else's quote? No, I'm bast- it's an old quote. I'm bastardizing a bit. Well, but I've I, never I, heard it. Oh, well, yeah. I've but never heard it. I'm going to quote that. That's true. I mean, that's what Fugel saying. I just found my next saying chapter 8, verse. Nine, but that's faith, right? Like, like, like mm-hmm. I always say the opposite that's of faith. So good when, that's it, when it comes to religion, because my problem with religion isn't Jesus or God or any of this stuff, and it's not the holy mm-hmm. books. And my problem with religion is the fundamentalists of all the religions, Absolutely. the people who are so convinced that they speak for God, yes. and God hates the same people and things I hate. Yes. And if you yes. disagree with me, you are clearly on the side of Satan. They're molesting right. the woman oh of God. I'm they not going to negotiate their... right. school curriculum yeah. or what marriage is right. with Satan. Yes. Getting so, like, right. I, I, I'm very skeptical in that sense, but the op- one thing I have learned is the opposite of faith is not doubt. Doubt is a part of faith. The Absolutely. opposite of faith, the opposite of faith is certainty. It's, wow, another good one. I just one. got chills on that one. That's a great one, too. I'm writing it down. Well, so I get, a lot of comfort. Right. I get a lot of comfort from the fact that I'm never going to know and I'm not right. meant to know, and there's more things in heaven and earth than I can dream of out there. And I, I find the not knowing, that's where the faith is. That's right. what is comforting The not me. knowing is the faith. That's so beautiful, John. Also, the not knowing and always seeking, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just to, to widen and, oh, yeah. and just keep searching and seeking, you know? And you're right about religion, of course. They've... God knows these men since the beginning of time have yeah. used uh, the Bible in particularly to control Preach. their own agenda. Preach. Preach. Keep... Yes, Preach. exactly. Preach. <laughs> exactly. Wow, this has been a very deep wow. episode. This is amazing. Yeah. Wow. I'm, Thank I'm you learning. Guys. I'm having a spiritual experience. We're having—it's we, we, not only spiritual. <laughs> it is a spiritual well, experience. Think, Rachel, I mean, Rachel, I've always dreamed of a woman saying that to me at the end of something. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked a lot about uh, ghosts, and we—it's funny. Everything you were naming, we have—we have a little bingo card in my mind because you well, were—you were hitting all of the buzzwords of things we've just got Montgomery Clip and the Roosevelt, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, board, but we talked a lot about like stuff for fun. Yeah. Yeah. But this kind of gets to the root of it all. Yeah. Like the not knowing. Yeah. The not knowing. The, the faith and the comfort. I like well, it's, use I mean, of the word comfort. It's, it's pointless to be stressed out over stuff you don't know and you're not meant to know. So I find mm. any, any evidence I get, any proof I get, any peaks I get into how complex yeah. reality and existence are beyond my Ooh. little homo sapien sense of experiencing what's around me. I mean... You know, it's like, uh, and a lot of it's just basic philosophy too. But but I I, I derive uh, incredible comfort and security in being insecure. I'm just sort of like I'm this neurotic. Oh, I might as well goodness. accept my crazy and move forward with right. that instead of pretending that I'm stronger than I am or the world makes more sense than it does. <gasps> right, I love it. Okay, I'm gonna listen to this one. On we, we have like I'm gonna listen to this one scribbling on myself. Our books, in our books. I'm gonna download this. <laughs> Honestly, I, we're taking credit for all of we're this. We're getting a lot of wisdom here. <laughs> Honestly, I've stolen most. I've, my... I've stolen what? most of what I've said today from Russell Brand episodes on YouTube. So no. I'm really sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, please, please don't say that. Oh my gosh. Oh. No, I was gonna say Irene. Oh. Maybe because I'm like I said. I noticed you say that's scary. And maybe, yes, I do. No, but maybe <laughs> after hearing gonna, the I'm book gonna... of John. The, you go oh, saying the book that of John. is that's right. You there will you, go. you will find it not scary. You know what? You're You'll right, find Rachel. it like comforting and like yeah. baby I don't know. steps, 
baby, baby steps, steps baby except steps. for that evil ghost that Liz talks about. Well, and that is thing. a whole other thing. We did hear about an evil ghost. Yeah, we did. You'll have to listen to that was one. It yeah. an and evil, that one. Was it an evil ghost or an unhappy yes. ghost? Or, or, it was was it, no. like or was it an angry, unhappy ghost that wants attention? Because yes. that's what poltergeists well, are. Entity. Well, that's, it was, oh, my, was that maybe. Yeah. My you belief is you, 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 can, you can either go into the light or you don't go into the light. And I think poltergeists are the human souls that don't go into the light. They have unfinished business. And they can't let go of this world, but they have no more power to have any effect on this world. So they sit in rage and they knock shit off of mantelpieces because they are impotent and helpless. Yeah. They want to be seen. No one likes to be ignored, okay? Or ghosted. And I'm doing it. Anyway, okay, so comfort. (laughs) This is comfort. Thank you. And, um,. And it was, okay, wow. Well, wow, this is I've learned something. Amazing. As I said, I'm going to listen to this one yeah. myself. Yeah. To wow. remind myself of the comfort that lies in the unknown. And I'm I'm also going to just um take that advice as well. I'm going to try to be more comforted next time something Next time when I'm going to come into the, your house in the middle and open up all your kitchen oh, cabinets. And I I'm going to try to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And I'm and I'm I'm go. I'm so pale ghosts call me honky. So that's my share of it. Okay. You're a honky. So John, do you have anything you want to plug for the end of the show, sweetie? Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Uh well well yeah. My my Sirius XM show is every night where you can listen on demand or on the app if you don't More have wisdom like this. If you yes, don't have Sirius XM, we're now a free podcast every day. It's the highlights mm. of last night's shows with all the celebrities and politicians and comics and pundits and Okay. So uh that's the John Fugelsang podcast and then uh that's oh, okay. it for now. Next year, I'm going back on the road. It's uh, I understand it's going to be a somewhat political year, and so I'm going to do uh, this. Mm. I do this political comedy tour with Stephanie Miller that we're going to be doing all around the country all next year. Which I love your political thank you. takes and comedy. Mm-hmm. It's well, really thank you. therapeutic um, to me, anyway. As a, no, for me too. It's decompressing, hilarious, and uh, we need that I voice. I like processing political anxiety through comedians. That's mm-hmm. what I really learned. Yeah, that's how you. That's how it has to be. Twitter mm-hmm. when it was it really was like. A support group, and I, yeah. I so I appreciate Billy Wilder. Like you and- Billy Wilder said, "If you're going to tell people the truth, make it funny, or they'll kill you." And that's the quote mm. above my desk that I always live by because uh, that's right. You, you you have to. I mean, that's why political com- comedy is a delivery system for truth, and it's a lot that's easier. Right. You get a lot farther with the truth and a dick joke than just the truth. So, I've- John, Irene has uh, her own powers with the pendulum. Did she tell you about her pendulum? No, she has a she has a soothsaying pendulum, and if you have if you want to think for a second of a yes or no question that you don't mind sharing, and nothing too like serious, I guess, like but something you might want to know the answer to, such as am I gonna get this job? Am I gonna should sure. I buy a new house? Whatever, like whatever, something like that. Okay, you don't mind sharing afterwards. But how it works is she has this pendulum and it swings one way for yes and one way for no. And I don't know if you know this about her, but she picked an entire football season correctly. Do you know this about your friend here? Okay. Well, she has, she claims this thing is never wrong. Claims is the now, wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we've had guests, we've answered guest questions. Now we never really get to find out if Penji's right, except for the Kevin Cahoon one we did. Okay. Right, anyway, Kevin Cahoon but, was also right. But, yes. um, if you want, you, what you do is you think of your question, she does the pendulum, and then you get your answer, and then you share what your question was. Okay. I'm okay. thinking of my clockwise? question. Clockwise? Okay. Okay. He's clockwise thinking, is yes. Counterclockwise is no. Oh, it looks like oh, a, a yes. A doubt, an it's a yes. yes. Yes here. What was your... Well, let's do a safety. We always do safety. All right. But you know I want to abolish the safety. You know, Rachel the safety hates it. She wants to abort the safety. Time, and it's never go. different. And we don't want that... Uh, okay. It's the same. It's a yes. There we go. That's it. <laughs> 
We're not aboarding it's another, the safety. Yes. Here okay. We go. There we go. What was your What was your question? My question was, am I gonna Am I gonna be able to write this book? I have to write. So that was my question. Oh. So. Okay. Well, the answer was an instant yes. There we go. That was an instant resounding. I, I feel right. so much more you confident leave. in my abilities yes. because You're of welcome. Irene. Because of Thank Irene's you. prop comedy. Thank you. You're hey. welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, bitch. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. What a pleasure. I love thank what you're you doing. Thank you so much, Those John. Those are good stories and, and very um, eye-opening life philosophies. And uplifting. And for me, a Xanax when I see a ghost. I'm going to start to enjoy it there rather you than go. being so Oh, that's alarmed. good. Enjoy it. Just lie yeah. back and enjoy that ghostly sighting. Yeah, that's the right. ghosts the ghost right. need love. Ghosts need love. Thank you all so much. Peace. Thank you so much, thank John. You. You're the best. Love you. Mwah. Thanks for joining me on this journey into the world of woo-woo. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Woo-woo with Rachel Dratch is a Q-Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez. Edited by Ben Milchev. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.